Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. This is Diane. This is, I don't know, what am I saying? I'm Diane, not this is. This is myself, Diane Gibbs. And I'm really excited. It's happy December, fellas, and everybody who's here. Um, Doc Reed's here too from North Carolina. So I'm excited to have uh, Damian Williams and Josh Lewis to talk about a project where two illustrators came together. And I, I, I just think this is unique. I have seen other projects where two illustrators come together, but I don't see it very often. Um, it is unique. And I love because sometimes we have such clear different styles and y'all have different styles, but you still made it work. I think there's this love of history and love of helping others. And um, you wanted to be better friends, which I think is so cool because this could have been like blow up. We're never going to be friends again kind of a thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> this was a big project to take on in in about you did it a month before it launched. So again, now it's the pressure of that. I mean, y'all knew each other, but it wasn't like you had known each other for years and years and years. And you've had all this old history, right? So this is like, hey, you think you may want to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Or I, so, so this is um, ballsy and uh, powerful, but it's also a lot of faith in each other and just in the process and being like, hey, I believe in you. We, I want to make this work. Like, this is cool. I believe in this project. I believe in, in what, we're, um, what we're drawing about, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to let you guys kind of inter- introduce yourselves. And I see Adrian's here all the way from Ireland and Jeremy Slagle. So we got all oh. kinds of people all over. So that's awesome. Catherine Moore in Atlanta. Um, all right. So uh, Damien, I'm going to start with you. I want you to give, and Josh, you have the same question after Damien. Can you give everybody a little bit of your background, where you started in, where you, when you started illustrating and when you started doing it more professionally? Okay, I can do that. Uh, hey, everybody, Damian Williams here. Uh, for me, uh, of course, you know, as a kid, uh, illustration, drawing, that's, that's a thing. We, we kind of do that. We do that anyway. Uh, I wasn't, I don't think, really serious until high school where um, I joined a, a student newspaper and worked on my design skills as well as editorial cartoons. Um, so that's where illustration really took off. Um, and I did the same thing in college, actually, um, on a, a different, a higher level. So it's been a lot of, um, kind of putting my stuff out there, uh, general public, uh, for better or for worse. <laughs> Have you uh, always done a- people or like, so, so this kind of working in this manner for this and how I see your illustrations also like people, you seem to draw people really easily. So, because and I didn't know that. And I have uh, been friends with you for a long time. So I'm sucky on me that I didn't ever ask you that. Uh, I think I'm uh, actually horrible with people. But you know what? That's nice. Because I would do animals for the longest time. I would hide behind animals. But Even I when think- you were in high school and, and college, you would do animals? Oh, well, I would do people. They look kind of like people. Um, but, you know... A basic head, torso, legs. <laughs> and when I say basic, but I mean, it, it worked out. They, they didn't kick me out of school. So, um, 
but yeah, yeah. I, I, as time goes on, you get better and better. You hope that's the goal. Um, but you know, people intrigue me. So that was just one more reason to try to sort of kind of get it right. Yeah. You know? Well, you've done really well because you, uh, you do awesome at people. I would have never thought that you thought you didn't do good at people. Okay. Um, so, so you've been drawing people and animals for a long time <laughs> and in, right. in that kind of comic or um, uh, telling a story. So storytelling was right. really important always. So how about you, Josh, tell us about your, your background and did you do, did you tell sequential stories um, not, not young. Like I, what I like Damien, I drew as a kid, just naturally drawn to it. Um, and then in high school, I took it more seriously as I had like real art classes, but it was all fine art stuff. So it was like really hard to like connect the dots to like commercial, um, use. So I ended up going to college, uh, for, uh, youth ministries of all things and, uh, dropped out very quickly because I had to pay for it myself. And, um, and then I was kind of like, had a young fan, I got married really young at 19, had my first son at 20. And then that lit a fire up my butt to like go to school where I went to school for visual communications. And I was fortunate to get a job a year after starting school as a graphic designer. So I kind of used art and I was using, doing design in high school too. So it was kind of like this natural progression. So I used my artistic skills to become a designer. And then along the way, um, I helped start a children's magazine at the nonprofit I was working at. And that gave me a chance to cut my teeth in real illustration. And it was awful and it's super embarrassing. I still have some samples. I should probably share those sometime, but, um, but it was just a way to get in and, um, and do more and more. And, and I kind of gave myself a bunch of personal projects and help, you know, um, so I was in the corporate world for about 12 years doing as an art director designer. And then I went out on my own about a little over five years ago now, uh, where I do primarily illustration and uh, do design work. And uh, that's, that's my career at breakneck speed. And a lot <laughs> of the, a lot, a lot of the work it, uh, that you do more of is more younger, right? So yeah, small, little kids. And I always think yep. uh, Damien is not so young. I mean, I mean, his work is not uh, for young people. No, no, that's not. It. I'm not so young either. Diana. I know. No, that's not. But it's for a different audience. So, again, this is another way that y'all were mashing. I know. I just like that was not what I meant. And then I realized when it came out of my mouth, that was Damien. You know what I mean? Diane, I'm um, going home. I'm done. <laughs> but but so it's a different audience. So Josh is doing um, mm -hmm. it's there's not a, there's detail and texture but it's bigger softer creatures sometimes and damien's right. it, there's more i don't know i feel like i'm just gonna put my foot in my mouth everything i say but it's just different audiences like it's Damien's a different audience, audience is an older audience right, than right. josh's audience and so again this is where two people coming together that this two illustrators coming together for a project this is another like overlap that it, it's, it could be a hurdle if because if you both did the same thing, you're like, oh, well, you know how people need this or but you're still illustrators, right? You still understand. You're still designers. You understand how to do that. Right. But but that's another kind of point that it was it's definitely different audiences. 
more mature, but not like over 14, right? I mean, yes, over 14, <laughs> but not like. Yeah, we, anyway, we, we got you. We understand. Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they do too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. we, yeah, anyway. Okay. So, so you both have been working. Um, Damien does a ton of stuff with retro supply and Dustin's here representing and supporting. So I super appreciate that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, we love retro supply and this is not funded yep. by retro supply, but we love retro supply. You can get your blush- <laughs> free, brushes free at retrosupply.co, <laughs> but really, um, but there is this love and there's this community, right. With retro supply and that, that gets yep. Damien in. And I think one of the questions um, later, we, we didn't talk necessarily about brushes, but I remember um, um, I was talking to Josh and he was like, well, Damien uses a lot of retro supply brushes. So then I just bought the pack so that we could have the same sort of feel because it can have that feel. And it was, this is a historic, um, y'all were re you were telling a story from a hundred years ago. So using that retro was mm-hmm. really important, but that is definitely yep. in Damien's style for sure. So, um, oh, Ian Padgett's here too. Ian, great to see you or see your name. Um, across the pond again. So we've got your background. So I'm, it'll be Damien first and then Josh, where you guys can like mash together and talk at the same time or whatever. So I don't put my foot in my mouth anymore. Um, but have you both done collaborative projects before? Uh, and, and how did those go? So Damien, can you answer that one first? Yeah. Um, done some person to person before, but I really haven't, um, really gotten into it until Instagram, uh, strangely, where I connected with uh, a designer in California, my, uh, my friend Kervin. And uh, it was a uh, personal project, many faces of Sam Jackson. And I, I was just trying to do some of the few uh, characters Sam Jackson, has, Samuel L. Jackson has, uh, has done. And I did it more in a comic book um, type format and I needed somebody to help me do some lettering and some, and some logo stuff. And I got up with Kervin. He was awesome with that. And we did put you it know out. him, know him, or did you just know met, him from online? Met him online, met him through Instagram. Uh, you know how that goes. You meet a lot of folks that way and we connected and he was super cool about it. We, we put it on Instagram and it, it, it did well. And, uh, a year later, he contacted me about um, uh, somebody that had a wine- at a winery needed a label for one of their wines. And he said, hey, you know what? I know your illustration skills. I got my design skills. Can we do something? Sure enough, we whipped something together and we, um, we actually put out a wine label. So, you know, collaboration personal it's project worked. it's worked for you you have been able yes. to collaborate and it hasn't been um um a bad like you didn't know him super well maybe the right. guy in california oh that's awesome okay so, so yeah that's how it works sometimes that that's awesome all right so let's see if uh josh has had the same experience josh could, i feel like i'm a game show host good josh could you answer <laughs> the question now come on down that's um, right I'm, uh, 
I worked in a corporate creative world, so like there was definitely like collaboration as far as like, hey, we're yeah, but out, outside creating of that, content outside corporate. of that. No, yeah, no, outside <laughs> of that. But I think some of those skills apply, right? Like being able to be a good teammate and coworker. Absolutely. Um, the only reason why I bring it up, but like on this level where you're, you know, writing and illustrating the same thing and you're trying to intentionally blur the, the lines between who's doing what, um, no. But also, it's also what's driving you. So when you're driven by your paycheck because your teammate or whatever, this is like, again, it takes more dedication, more drive to do a collaboration. Um, So the wine label is great, but you're both getting paid, hopefully. Right. Everybody got paid for the wine label. (laughs) Yeah, everybody everybody got paid. It was professional professional outfit. This was not a paid. This project was not paid. So this has to be a collaboration on. Um, um, there, there has to be something else, a, a deeper meaning that's going to push the drive. Right. Right. Absolutely. So it, it takes something more. And I, I totally agree. I think you're going to bring those skills of team teamwork, not having to pee on everything and have it be all about me. Right. <laughs> right. Um, marking your territory. Right. Which I think could be some of the issue with two illustrators coming together off uh, could be one of the problems. So, um, but outside, so you've done some professional, uh, Damien, uh, Josh, you worked corporate, so you had to do lots of things. Um, how, is there been any other collaboration that was using your professional skills, but just for another side project with any, either of you, Damien or, or Josh, we should no. have had like cards, like, yes, yeah. no, I'm just well, not the only other thing is I did a project called Bite Size Books, and I had uh, another writer that I worked with for one of the stories. So, but I had worked with her in the creative world, so like corporate world. So it was kind of like old hat for us to work together. But that's really it. Well, so then so. you knew certain things to look for and certain things to watch out for, or you knew what made a good uh, collaboration. Damien knew what made a good collaboration. Did y'all right. talk about that at all? before you decide to do this? No. Um, <laughs> I can tell uh, because, that you're like, no. Yeah, we're like, well, no. You, you know, because the, the thing is, sometimes you have to go on gut. And we, we both, we met at Creative South uh, Conference in Georgia. And already with the spirit and vibe of a, a lot of the attendees and, and folks there and, and some of the people behind the scene, there's one you may know, looks like you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's such, it's a cool vibe. So we already knew who we were kind of working with. So, you know, we kind of sussed it out as it was going on. And if it was, if it burned to the ground and it was an absolute failure, um, a lot of folks knew about it, but didn't really know as we were kind of getting things going. So we, there was still some room to bail if it came down to it, but Neither one. I'm pretty sure I yeah, didn't I mean, feel we, that way. And Josh, didn't, I, I'm thinking he didn't feel that way. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we, I mean, we did have a lot of talks of what it would be and right. kind of who, who would have what role. And um, I mean, it was a shared role, which is, I think is the unique part of this, but like where, who's writing what, you know, and then who's illustrating what. And so some of those expectations and, you know, research and, and all of that. So we did chat a little bit about that, but not necessarily like, it wasn't like we were very territorial about anything. It was very much no. this mutual love for 
you know, telling stories and history and, um, and uh, they just kind of, it was, it, yeah, it was just like a natural progression out of our, uh, the relationship and some of the things we've been doing on Instagram already. So. Okay. Right. So, so then take that from, um, so how was, how was this maybe collaboration different um, for you, Josh, and then we'll go to Damien, but what, I think that Josh, you bugged Damien about doing this or was it Damien <laughs> yeah, bugged yeah. Josh? <laughs> it, it was kind of, we had been talking about like, Hey, we need to collaborate on something mm-hmm. and definitely with the, uh, you know, black American history in mind. And, um, and then I was, I've always been fascinated with the Tulsa, not always, but like two years ago, I learned about the Tulsa race massacre and um, it was the hundredth anniversary. And so I was like, Hey, it was kind of last minute because it was like, Oh, that's like four to six weeks away or whenever that was. And, but I think we could pull something off in that time frame, And then, uh, it, and that's kind of how it started. I mean, it was just, again, just, we'd been talking about it, but this, the, the hundredth anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre was kind of like a, a key moment uh, that we could jump in and start something on. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you both listened to a podcast. Did you both listen to that history podcast before? Yeah, we um, yeah, Josh, Josh had done it uh, quite well a little while ago, quite some time ago, and um, he mentioned it to me. Once he mentioned it and said, "Hey, you know what? You need to listen to it." Uh, I trusted his gut on that and and listened, and it was it was really good. It was well done, and it really painted uh, a more of a picture than what I had kind of sort of knew. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely assisted with this, this, this whole thing. Podcast was definitely, um, do you still, were you listening to that podcast be like, um, uh, before he told you about the podcast that the Tulsa massacre? No. Okay. So were you listening to any history podcasts or you uh, don't uh, listen to podcasts? Uh, no, I, I'm a, a lover of podcasts and would listen to different ones. Not that particular one. Okay. Uh, I had really no idea about it, but um, there's a lot of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so much out there. And, you know, the, the level of quality on some. But this one was top notch and it really um, it set the stage for me and it made a it made an impression and a visual picture. So it made it easier for the both of us Um to kind of get some key points. And then when we would do our further research, uh, you know, we, we had a lot to go with a lot to go on and it made the research a little bit easier, honestly. Okay. So Josh, you had heard the podcast and tell people what the podcast is. I'll put it in the chat. It's American history tellers uh, hosted by Lindsey Graham and not the Senator. I think it's Lindsay with an A, <laughs> but right. um, he uh, he's fantastic. He has a bunch of historical podcasts, but he really mm-hmm. puts you in the point of you being as like you're an active participant in the history, just like how he writes it. So it's fantastic. Okay. So if you, you knew you could bail if it didn't work, but what, if you were going to do it again, would you have given yourself more time? Cause it was like four <laughs> weeks. And we always was- need more time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So true. But it, uh, it made for a better. So I wonder if, you know, honestly, it worked the way it worked because there was a fire 
lit under us. Right. And, and right. it wasn't, we, we knew there was an anniversary coming, whether we liked it or not. And it was coming <laughs> fast. And it was an opportunity because we, Josh and I, we had spoken before about um, doing something similar of some sort and in, in covering some kind of history. Uh, and we have a lot of it. And this was just the perfect opportunity. It wasn't something that we were aiming for when we first spoke many months prior to, but it was the opportunity and it was, it was, it was doable. Now we'll talk about how we had to change some of the scope a little bit um, because of time constraints, but right. For and the time most constraints, part, sorry, man. No, you're good. Uh, time constraints can be good too. Cause I think we made a lot of decisions based off of time. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like, we wanted it to be quality, but at the, at the end of the day, we also, you know, the style of illustration and how we put the posts together, you know, we were accounting for the time that we actually had to do the work in. So. So how much extra, how much time were you spending working on this in those four weeks? Like how many hours a week would you spend? I think a minimum 10 hours, probably. I'm trying to think it's like, I wasn't actively like keeping time. I was right. on like a really big uh, picture book project at the time too, which was pretty nuts and trying to like fit all this in. And, and uh, so I was working nights and, and uh, you know, some stealing some time on the weekends. So, um, but you know, it was uh, all worth it, I think. Okay. So yeah. how about you, Damien? How, how long would you spend per week? Do you think? It probably wasn't too far from, from Josh. Of course, you know, we both have family time and, and our daytime stuff and everything going on. So for me, if I was able to do at least an hour uh, a day and whether it was research or um, the illustration, it was enough for me, of course, a lot more time during the weekend, but during the weekday, you know, it's, it's pretty hectic. So well, even during the weekend. So then like, w would it be about 10 hours a week then total? Or yeah. do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can easily see that you, cause you know how it goes. You're doing this. And when it comes down to research, a rabbit hole, oh, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah, yeah the hours melt, they go, they keep on going. So yeah, probably more than likely. Okay. So um, what was the process of working on something that was so culturally important and powerful to be able to uh, communicate it? You have 10 frames in these parts. So this is a multi-part series. I don't know if that was how it was in the beginning. You were like, hey, let's do this. Oh, this is going to be longer than we what we thought, right? <laughs> um, so can you talk a little bit about that, like how doing something how working on and how you make sure that you're being culturally sensitive in the process. I think we, we uh, divided up the work and uh, in a way that made sense. And I think if it was like blow by blow history is like, this is, this is what happened during this event. That was something that I wrote, but if it was true to the black experience, that was definitely something Damien wrote. And then we met, you know, together and we know enough about, all of it that we could like go over and like have edits to each other's work so that it was a unified voice. But that's how, you know, if it's ever going to be a, about the black experience, that's, you know, Damien's going to be writing about, writing about that. And were um, these in emails, were these in a word doc in a Google doc? Like how would you keep this? <laughs> flowing? 
Uh, yeah, so um, it was Zoom, a lot of Zoom calls. Um, a lot of we Zoom would just calls. Meet, a lot of Zoom calls, like once a week. And then we would have, um, I uh, created a template. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I created a concept for the design. And, uh, and then we um, kind of knew about how much word count we would have per panel. And because of the bite-sized okay. book stuff, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, Damien's combining Damien's ABCs of February with my bite-sized book. It's like total mashup of that where um, you're kind of reading the whole thing through the carousel. So we kind of knew, a, we knew a word count. We knew Damien was writing parts one and two. I was handling parts three through five, and then Damien was handling part six. And so we would then meet and then talk about, well, that could be worded a little bit differently. And mm-hmm. it was basically so that it was one unified voice where we would write it, but then we would make edits. So it all sounded, you know, one accurate and two, like it was the same voice. Well, the other right. thing maybe that you knew from bite-sized books that you brought to this was that people weren't necessarily always going to read the caption. You wanted to be able right. to tell the story in the carousel going through Um all right. So Damien, for you, how was this process for you where this is historical, you're trying to represent, obviously you weren't around at that point, um, but you knew some of it, you listened to the podcast, you learn more. So how, how important and how, what was the process like for you to make sure that it was, you were being culturally sensitive for this historic piece? Well, Diane, as you previously mentioned, I'm rather old, so I was there. A lot of this is my actual history. <laughs> uh, I didn't have you to look so good. <laughs> um, I, I had to get you. Um, yeah, well, you know, so with with my ABCs of February, what I've done. So for me, of course, in um, my fifth year approaching, I've done the history thing. Uh, so I'm kind of used to some things when it comes to the research and uh, kind of sort of pacing of, of my ABCs and engines doing different panels. What I learned from Josh with bite size was because I can be a little uh, wordy. He helped me work out some of the editing and be, just for the sake of trying to tell the story and not, not necessarily bore people to death, but really there's a faster and better way and of course, we encourage folks to go out and do their own research. But right. uh, so that I definitely that's something I, I picked up on with him. And it, it was it, it definitely worked for the for the whole thing. So I kind of knew the history part. because I've done a couple of years of that. But um, because of his experience with um, with bite size and, and just the book format, it made it. I, I picked up a thing or two. So, you know, I implement that now in, you know, my own work. It helps. Okay, I love yeah, that. I think we learned a lot from both, both, of, the, so both I think, of us. So, yeah. Right. I think Josh has a couple of images that may be helpful as we talk about this process. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So you were you were on Zoom calls. Um, the choosing maybe Damien's style more um, because it was for an older audience than little kids um, was uh, uh, and can you just talk about that and maybe show us some of that while you're talking about it? Yeah, I can sure do that. Uh, here, let me share my screen. 
I'm going to pull up one of Damien's work at the end just to make that. So uh, here we go. Hey, um, Doc has a question, sort of. It says, such a good partnership with editing like that. Would love to know more about editing downwards to paint the picture quickly. So as you're going through this, could you think about how you could um, answer that question a little bit? Mm. Yeah, I think it's something that you learn more as you go along. And you definitely, I think word counts help. You know, and I think uh, editing, I mean, writing is editing. That's what I've learned over the last couple of years where you really have to look at, you know, write it and then kind of do two, three, sometimes a dozen rounds of edits for bigger projects. Something like this, we only had time for like two or three rounds of edits to be like, okay, I think we can say this more concisely here and still get the same. I think it's just practice over time, but also being intentional with, you know. Did you start with the outline? Like, like, oh man, we can't do this in this little few of panels, right? Like we're yeah. going to have to do this bigger. This is, and then what happened? Like, Damien, were you like, wait, wait, how much is time is this going to take? Like, this is a lot to, to me. Like you're both working. Like this is, this is a commitment, right? Yeah, we did. We did start with an outline. And uh, mm-hmm. sorry, did I jump in? Died? No, 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 oh, no. We did start with an outline and. And we started with like, hey, it'd be cool to do two or three parts. But as we were talking about it, it was like, man, this is like, we really just had blow by blow at the beginning. And as we were listening to podcast, the podcast and doing our own research, it's like what uh, the the dist- uh, Greenwood District was so important. The uh, It was called Black Wall Street, which was our first post. And it's like, I had to, I was, we had to look at it through a three act story structure of like, you know, you know, you have to, you have to know what Greenwood was and the success and wealth that they had this black community so that you would care about its destruction, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, and then the conclusion is it wasn't pretty, but they did rebuild, um, after, after the massacre and, um, and, uh, yeah. And I mean, there were some businesses and families destroyed forever, you know, obviously, but they did have the tenacity against a lot of, problems and and roadblocks set forth by Tulsa to rebuild so it was like you we needed that whole story arc and then we really decided okay it's going to be six parts and like I said before we d- divvied up the parts and I had already had this like template in place just as a concept just to help visualize what we were doing and so mm-hmm. these are all my yes I'm a professional illustrator look at all these wonderful I like how you write <laughs> main street with theater cars etc this is how I'd be like, this is supposed to be a tree. I'm sorry. I can't draw this. I, I know you can draw. Trees. I was working fast, Diane. But no, but that's good. That we, we don't yeah. have to have all of that. Like you gave Damien enough, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. Damien got it. Um, if he had any questions, he would ask. But so one thing uh, and Brian just said, he said this project really struck uh, stuck to me. It, he, it struck a chord and it was really well done. He was hooked and he kept coming back to read more. Thankful for all your work on this project. Thanks, and I man. think that there was that something in this because these weren't just posted all in a day. These were pieces pieced out. Right. So this mm-hmm. was because this this happened over a, a period of how many days? Not your thing, but the real massacre. Oh, uh, three, two, three, two, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it, I don't know if it's two and a half, it's kind of hard to say, but it was two, we kind of went with 
three days, even right. dealing with a little bit of the aftermath. Right. Um, the aftermath was day three, basically. Yeah. Right. That's correct. And then y'all broke it up. So part one and part six are beyond those two, those two or three days that the massacre happened because right. you're painting the picture <laughs> before and then after. So, um, okay. So then Damien, you get this. Uh, and are these being shared on Zoom calls or are these like Damien's at work? We've got to do this. Um, you know, like Damien's <laughs> just getting this in in an email or in a text. No, I mean, at, when we were doing our Zoom, that's when I was uh, comfortably at home and I could. Uh, and, and we and he would share these things over over Zoom. So I would see a lot of, uh, of course, it was Zoom and email. So I would have a lot of. Um, of the panels or a, a lot of the notes to go with. And, you know, we just covered so much with our, our zoom meetings that, you know, of course there's lots of note taking and, um, you know, we had to work out when it came to something like the illustrations, exactly what are we illustrating? Uh, there's a lot to illustrate, but we can't do every panel that we didn't right. feel like it was necessary. And, you know, it would just kind of take away. Uh, so it was, so how it was, did you um, decide what was going to get cut? Like, were there things that you would draw and then you would be like, oh, man, we got to cut this. It's just we can't keep this in. No, for 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 the most part, we um, we had that conversation. We would talk about um, we, we had ideas. OK, am I going to do the, the planes of the folks, uh, the, the planes that were kind of bombing Tulsa? Um, and are we going to Greenwood? Are we are we going to do this and that? So, you know, we had a whole bunch of things that we thought would work as far as images. And when we settled on those, that's when, you know, pen to paper as far as the drawing would take place. Uh, we just didn't have the time to, um, you know, draw everything out and then decide. Nah. I mean, there were some changes, no doubt. But for the most part, we had to be uh, intentional and, and really thought, thought about, the, you know, the time. Um, time constraint, you know. And I would add, like, Damien's ABCs of February project was very people focused. And what we were, you know, what I learned from him is like, you know, when you're talking about, you know, uh, the sensitivity issues, it's like, well, you can tell somebody's story and they can't, you know, people can't necessarily push back on that. So we knew there would need to be a lot of people. So we would identify, okay, in part one, who are the key players in this? And then that's mm -hmm. where Damien would, Damien knew like, this is who I'm drawing. And then as we were getting into it, we were realizing, oh, it would be helpful to have like maybe a plane here or another, another piece here to help tell that story of a movie poster, that sort of thing. But we didn't want that many illustration for time's sake and for storytelling. It was kind of a mix of words and, and illustration. Right. And, and I knew that I was going to tackle the cover the title or the main, the first slide um, in the carousel. So it was, we kind of knew what we, who, what we were drawing ahead of time and then kind of off to the races and then we would check in, you know, on a weekly basis. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then what, how come, what, what kind of pressure is happening at the end? So you get these, you're doing the, the, so now it's right before it launches. Where are you? Did you work? Like did Damien, did you work? Um, what do you call that consecutive, whatever, like chronologically, or were you like, Oh crap, we're starting here and I got to do this still or part three, or were you working? Like I no. want to draw people today. 
<laughs> I don't want to draw buildings or something. As um, for me, it was for the most part, chronologically, things that are kind of linear for me. Um, it's great for story as far as for me in my mind. Plus, it is, um, you know, it, you, you kind of feel encouraged that, OK, this that that chapter one was really, really good. We didn't know how this would work out, but our, our colors are working. Everything is working. And it kind of put, you know, wind in yourselves. To, to go further. Because the thing is, with a story like this, with, with what happened, it, and we, we had to deal with that. It's, it's a heavy, obviously a heavy subject. And, you know, you can kind of go back and forth if you want, but it's almost like we had to go through this and had to see it through, through the highs and the lows of it. And for me, I'd rather just kind of be linear and chronological about it. And I think and, and Josh, it seems like we, we kind of worked in that same, you know, it made it easier just kind of push forward to go through from A to Z, you know. What about color palette? So was that something that y'all decided on early um, or was yeah. that also just for like, we've got to have something simple in our color palette um, mm-hmm. and like even your brush palette, like um, uh, Damien, what were or Josh, tell us about the color. And then Damien, can you tell us about like, Hey, I'm going to tell me about the brush palette, why you chose these particular retro supply brushes. Right. Yeah. So um, I was, we were talking about the era of which it was. And so I wanted to kind of give it an aged look to the color. So I started with like this aged white and then like a, not a true black, but you know, black and white um, image. And I was like, well, it's green wood. So it has to be green you know, again, I'm a professional illustrator. Um, <laughs> it has to be green. And, um, and then as I was talking, as I, as I was thinking about it, it's like, yeah, this is pretty rough that you could shift the color palette and match the emotion. So green at the beginning and then part two tensions are rising within the communities of, of Tulsa and, and then, uh, and then uh, with the actual events of the massacre, it made sense that it was red and then we went back to green just to kind of match the, the emotion of uh, the events unfolding. And um, yeah. It worked. The traffic oh, so light. Worked. Yes. Yeah. So what about <laughs> yeah. brush palette? So you, you look at this and then you're, are you just like, I'm going to use my favorite retro supply brushes or what, what did you do, Damien? That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, you know what? I could do a plug of no. What I honestly, for me, uh, I wanted to keep it simple, so I stuck with three, uh, three main brushes. One being uh, a, a anchor, a basic ink, because I had to think about what would be um, during the time period. What were you more likely to see? You're going to see pencil more than likely ink if we're talking about something that was in a newspaper or or whatever document, and then. Um, Halftones, you're going to have, you're going to have halftone action happening. So the inks, the halftones, and I think there was a, another brush uh, to give a little texture when it came to some of the color, but I wanted to keep it simple. Something that uh, Josh could replicate um, easily, or at least use the same brushes and do, you know, his, his particular Back thing. did you tell him to buy? Um, uh, it was a, right? It was, yeah, Duplatone for sure, because that covered 
that covers so many, we had so many variations of halftone. Um, so yeah, Duplitone was one. And then there are a number of packs that have, um, have uh, your different anchors. Um, for me, I think, I'm trying to remember what I, which particular one, but. You use yeah. so many, so it's so hard to just pick it, it, just one, right? You can't, you can't go wrong with any of the anchors, but Duplitone's right. awesome with That's this. Right. Okay. So, so then, um, okay. So then take us through, can you go back to some of the, um, yeah. So, yeah. so we have the sketch. So then, so, and you see, this is in the bottom one in the middle. Uh, and then yeah. uh, can you kind of uh, either Josh or Damien walk us through like these next few and how that got. Yeah, built? I'll walk you, I'll walk you through. And so, Again, time was a factor, so I was a lot looser and rougher. I always do dumb little sketches. They're more like, uh, I've heard the term thinkings, you know, rather than <laughs> drawings, <laughs> just to get you like layout and everything else. And then um, from there, I would drop that in. And, and because of time, I just went with like quick loose sketch. And then I went with the color underneath just to like get, you know, so when I, so I could stick the landing faster. I mean, I already, we already knew the palette. So this is kind of what I was thinking. And then I would do here, I would go in and then do the line work, the inking, and then I would go in with the uh, color and then the, the uh, halftone shading after that. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of how that worked out. Well, the bricks then, really changed from that other sketch. Wait, go up. One. Yeah. Your from bricks here, were like little black. Yeah. And so how did that conversation go? Who, or was that just a conversation you had in your head? That was a, I probably didn't realize I was doing it. I was just trying to like, because like you're saying how it was going at the end of the project. I had like sketches for half of them when we started posting. And so I had to like pick up speed super fast to finish right. off. So it was more of, you know, I've drawn bricks a bunch of different ways, you know, so it was kind of like, what's, how am I going to get there? And I think I wanted this a little bit of light in the background. So I did more outline. So you kind of doing the mortar part of the the brick right um, do you use so, half tones a lot in it when you're if you're doing a children's book were you using half tones or was this this I, was old I, hat to you or not as much not in this way i've used half tones as like a designer for certain things but i it really felt i think that's the the key of like the, that duplitone pack that we were talking about like i've done mm -hmm. a lot of pencil shading you know, so I definitely have a style where I, it's more pencil look and I do a lot more pencil shading. So it felt more natural that way. And I did have a little bit of learning curve of like how the halftones pressure sensitivity and how they built on top of each other. So there was definitely a small learning curve, but once I got the hang of it, it was, you know, it was just like, oh, I'm shading, but with halftones, there's no, right. no different Paul, than anything else. Paul asked a question. Is this drawing in Illustrator, Photoshop or Procreate? Yes. No, um, it's uh, primarily procreate. Um, Don't say yes to all of them. Then they'll be like, <laughs> Paul's going to be like, oh, my goodness, I got to get all these things. <laughs> no, it's procreate. But I, I mean, like the type was done in Illustrator and laid out in InDesign. So mm -hmm. it's all, you know, use the tools that's best for the, the project. So right. I don't well, think he said I had drawing. to do anything. He said, he said drawing. Yeah, the so drawing. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I had to. I think I might have to do some cropping in Photoshop or whatever file prep for InDesign, but it was all done in Procreate. Yeah, me as well. We're Procreate. Okay. <laughs> Team Procreate. 
That's right. Now Suzanne's here from Retro Supply too. So awesome. She's, Hi, she's one of my babies. So just want to say, hey, Suzanne. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So here's another example of like that cover. And then tensions rising. And so I didn't get people exactly like Damien, but it was enough of the same. So same you vein. were you doing these covers and then Damien mm-hmm. is doing the interiors? Yes, that okay. is correct. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the covers. Um, one, it, I think that was intentional because the cover had a slightly different look to it. And the other, the, the interior, quote unquote, interiors were, you know, spot art that was in the in the middle of the layout so i think that helped blur the lines a little bit too right who was doing what i mean if you followed damien and i you could tell who was doing what um but you know it was as close as we could get and most people probably might not know so then this was the the example of the interior um and uh you know trying to keep it pretty pretty seamless you know uh, with the text and then we looked at this one a little earlier and then mm-hmm. yeah anyway that's that's really it i that's great that's i think you went through all the little images right yep so choosing so we'll, to to do those people were you looking at damien were you looking at pictures of those people or were you looking at pictures of just people in general it was, it, you know, it's a combination, you know, of course, because of the time period and just because of um, how it was in society, you wouldn't necessarily have pictures of everybody, especially the black mm-hmm. folks. So um, the, you had to take some liberties with some some folks. And some of these images were based off of illustrations done, not based on anybody, but illustrations. So at least they gave me a little something to kind of go on. But we did have. It was half and half because we did have a lot of people that were pictured. It was maybe one photo and maybe not the greatest photo, but it was enough to, um, you know, we, we, we weren't going for super uh, realistic type. You know, it was enough to where you it was you get the impression of, OK, I, I get the gist of it. Um, yeah. and, and, had to oh, work some magic. <laughs> there was there was some magic. But, you know, we. We, again, encourage folks to do their own research and uh, hopefully we inspire them enough to to dig a little deeper and they'll run across some of these same images. And, you know, then they can like, hey, wait a minute. He had a freckle there. We're not getting that. We didn't get that from from folks. And we we gave them enough, I think. So, So this ended up being six days of posting. Is that correct? So you started um, what day and ended what day? I want to say we did the uh, the first post the day before the anniversary and then the second post the day of the uh, incident that sparked the the massacre. Right. And then kind of um, and then the yeah, it kind of went from there. So it wasn't exact, but it was pretty, pretty darn close <laughs> to the actual events. So then how, what, was it hard at all to keep the voice consistent uh, throughout the piece? Was it hard? Did it feel like, you know, Josh working on the covers and Damien doing the insides that, that was that hard uh, and going from, you know, the before the tensions rising and then all the really super yucky stuff. And then the rebuilding, was that hard to keep that? 
I don't know. Um, that tone, that that level, that yeah, intensity, oh. right? Of that st- story. Maybe? Yeah, and, and and you know, there are times, of course, hindsight, you can oh, it was it was fine. It were highs and lows because again, it's 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 a really dark subject we're talking about here. Right. So, um, but I think because we hit it so hard and because again time uh we we had to uh, we had time we had to combat um you sometimes you move so fast that you know you can't help but keep the tone because you're, that's what you're kind of used to if we had too much time and took a break away from this you know then there's the risk of wait a minute are we matching but it that wasn't the case we had enough meetings we were constantly kind of uh consult and make sure that, you know, you, how are you feeling? And, and, you know, we're editing real time. So I think because of the speed and because of the constraints, uh, we couldn't help but keep that same beat, whether it was the highs of, of Greenwood or, uh, you know, the, uh, a lot of the death that was happening. Um, we just had to keep it, keep hitting it, keep hitting it. And it, it worked to our advantage. That's why I, I'm not sure I, I would change a thing. Honestly. Yeah. We kind of knew going into it, we're, we're going to divide the work with what makes sense for, for this and hope it we pull it off kind of thing and know that this right. is like a learning. We talked about up front, this is going to be a learning curve for how we work together because we're definitely mm-hmm. not done working together on, on projects like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, let's use this as a test. And kind of with that, that, uh, that in mind, we made decisions on who was illustrating what, who was writing what, and then you know we had sort of a post mortem. But yeah, like just to speak with the heaviness of of the topic, it was great to have Damien as a partner in this because there were times like we're I mean you're, we're looking at old photos that are just gruesome to be quite honest with you and the dark subject matter of how many folks were killed and the terror that was brought. I mean there were just times where you just sit in the weight of it, and I was just like for me personally, I would sit in the weight of it and just be like. Ooh, this is heavy. And it was just hard. Like, how do I keep going? Because it's sort of like this self-imposed <laughs> torture almost of just having to keep going. And then we would get on a call and talk through the subject matter and get through it. And I was like, okay, yes, this is something we have to do together. And this is something that is deeply meaningful. And, um, uh, and uh, you would get our, I personally, I would get out talking with, you know, with Damien and he's always so positive and encouraging and, and you, you get off and you're like, okay, I've got wind in my sails again. And I think we both felt that way of wind in our sails again to let's go tackle this thing. Was he bringing you down, Damien? Was he bringing you down? <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, Josh is, he's, um, the dude is awesome. He is awesome. And our, our sensibilities, uh, so many things match. Um, we didn't really have to compete for who had best hair. Uh, that's important. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it, it worked. And because, I mean, Diane, you know us. We're not, we're not strong, high-strung folks like that. We're, we're chill. So only chill people can collaborate. That's it. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> Rob McClurkin says he has, yes, but y'all have, both have best hair, which Rob yeah, also has y'all's twins. haircut, right? Yep. Yeah. Right. Yes. And he's sporting a beard too now, which is cool. Sweet. <laughs> okay, so I want to get back to this because I think this can be a touchy point 
in a collaboration. So we've figured out style. We've done the color palette. We're limiting. And again, we're, you felt like you both got, it is my favorite haircut. Just so you know, I knew I was going to marry a bald man. My husband is also Bob seventh grade. Anyway, I'll tell you, I mean, I didn't meet him in seventh grade, but anyway, <laughs> forget it. Okay. So, um, but so workload was, um, was that at all like Damien, you do a lot of faces, you know, you do that, like that was, that's what your ABCs uh, in February is a lot of. So this was this, this is in your rhythm, right? So mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't that. And, and I know doing children's books, you have to create scenes and do this. So, but then what about the schedule of like, Hey, you got to have this done by Thursday or do you know what I mean? Like how, mm-hmm. how, how did the, the schedule come into play? And this could be a point of contention with other people. How does, how did y'all keep it so that, Hey, we are just chill. We're in check. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. And if I can't, I'm going to get with Josh or I, if I can't, I'm going to get with Damien. Right. With this, and it won't always be the case. It start, the stars truly were aligned with this one. Um, It helped again. Here's the time. We didn't have time to kind of play around. We had the other person, especially because this is a first collaboration of this sort. You had the other person to kind of answer to. And it's not like, you know, it wasn't like that. You know, we're, we're equals and we kind of, we agreed to certain times we're going to meet. But it's just about uh, accountability, right? That's what you mean by holding yeah. each other accountable. Where you truly felt like, okay, I, I'm, I don't want to let the project down or my, my partner down or myself down. I know what I'm capable of. And you know, and, but it, this wasn't hard because, you know, we had so much heart in it. Um, so it made for this. And because, again, the clock is ticking, all those elements together, it was a perfect storm of, you know, it was by no means uh, easy by, you know, no stretch. But, you know, you felt like you had a, you had a lot of things going, a lot of fire that you didn't even have. I didn't have to create the fire. The fire was there under me. So, you know, I just wanted to just make sure everything was done because I really wanted to see this thing uh, come to life. So maybe I really fo- did. focusing on that end goal was way more important than any of the ticky little things. Sometimes as designers, we can be like, oh, my gosh, the shading is a little wrong. Why did you make the bricks like that? The, the sketch, it was full or something, right? Instead of getting all crazy about these little things, you're like, this is not what's important. We're just focusing. So one of the things was that you were able to focus, both of you were able to focus on what the end product was from the beginning. Right, right. right. And, we, I, and I would say we talked ahead of time of like, this is, there isn't a whole lot of time. So, you know, mm-hmm. I had a calendar that I like pulled up and then had some key dates that we agreed upon of this is the research. This is when we're going to have uh, first round of copy. That's and right. We're going to edit and then we're going to go through sketches and we kind of being realist. I think that's where, you know, you treat, I treat personal projects like real projects because um, they don't get done otherwise. And so you have to schedule and you have to go, okay, there's realistic aspects of like work, you know, family needs pulling in. And so it's like, is this enough time to where we, we can still be responsible <laughs> uh, men in our, in our lives. And, and, um, and then we're like, worst case scenario, we will be, 
illustrating the last two sections, you know, while we're posting, you know, oh, right. so we, we kind of planned like a worst case scenario. We'll have a little bit of slack here. It won't right. be fun, but, and that's ended up what happening, but we, we pulled it off in the time frame. So Ashwin had a question. He said, how did you figure out what your strengths were? <sighs> I, I think uh, just speaking off the top of my head, I think it's built out of that relationship that we already had. Okay. So let and me like ask we, you a different question then. So okay. Damien, tell me what you think Josh's strengths are. And then Josh, tell me in this project, Josh, tell me what you think Damien's strengths were that he brought to the table. How about that? I'm familiar with Josh's work. I own a few of the children's books, the bite-sized books. I read them to my, my kids because I know his pacing. I know his ability to, to tell the story. Um, I've witnessed it. I've seen it. And I see how my kids respond to it. So it was no question. This, this guy knows how he knows how to pace. Obviously, he's a fantastic illustrator uh, and, and really good with storytelling. So it was a no-brainer for me that that is exactly what we needed for something like that for this, you know? Yeah, I think um, I was just so impressed with Damien's the ABCs of February and just bringing, you know, the personal element to the, the story and the people, people, places, things. And just, um, yeah, I just think he's a great anchor and uh, like that style that he he had. Um, so between like the storytelling from the black experience and history in general, um, but also just the, like his style that he's, I mean, he works in a few different styles, but this style in particular, I was like drawn to it. I'm like, we need to do this because mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's strong and it's great. And I love the halftone and, and the limited palette and it fits the time frame. And so um, I think it was, yeah, I think it was leaning on both of our strengths for this project. And we kind of knew ahead of time, just based off of the relationship that this is where, these are the things that we need to lean into. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, we've kind of covered this. We kind of covered what crit sessions were like um, that y'all would meet weekly. Um, how, uh, uh, Damien, I'm going to ask you this one first. How did you manage yeah. working full time and family and um, this side project? Because this is and you do other things. It's not like you're like just sitting around like you have other client work and things that are it's happening. So how was how did you manage that all that i like even right now um i'm at work but i set aside time for this so my coworkers are assisting me work at a hospital so everybody decided they want to just pause even the patients long enough for me to <laughs> to do this but no it helps to have folks um in your corner you gotta let them know I told my coworkers, I told my wife, kids, told everybody what I was up to. And when they're in the know and they don't feel like they're in the dark, they know, okay, well, he's doing this because blah, blah, blah. That, that when he says he's researching, it's going to take time for him to do blah, blah, blah. You know, they felt like they, they had, um, they knew everything. They knew that I, when I'm disappearing, it's for this big project. Um, not just because I'm trying to have fun or be away from them. Uh, and they saw, sure enough, in the end, um, my boys and my wife, everybody got to see the end result. Like, okay, so this was what it was about. So for me, big thing, tell everybody in your life what's going on and, and 
what you may be asking of them if it's sacrifice or whatever the case, you know, paint that picture. There may be some grumbles in the beginning, but in the end, you know, they'll, they will feel like you respect them enough to, you know, bring them in on this too. Yeah. Doc said they were part of, they were invited into the adventure. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Josh, what about you? How did you manage this? I had other client work that I, I'm an independent artist. So I was doing a big picture book project. So it was definitely setting aside time. I like Damien talking to everybody, you know, in my life, as well as uh, getting, um, yeah, putting that time on the calendar. And then you just, you know, that I'm going to try, if I'm, if something, if I don't get to something right away, you know, I, I have a little bit of slack and I can get, you know, put a new date, you know, that's realistic with the end project. And so that's kind of how you manage it over time. Okay, I love that. So last last bit, I want to know what's next. And is there a bigger mission or purpose to doing more projects like these? And what are you trying to do with these projects? So Josh first, then Damien. Yeah, so I think the bigger the bigger purpose, uh, Damien and I have talked about this a lot. Just It feels like mm-hmm. you're his, historical archaeologist where you're kind of digging into deeper layers of the, the stories that just aren't told. You know, um, sometimes just because they haven't been told a lot and uh, in, intentionally, but sometimes it's just you don't know everything about a subject matter. And so there's definitely some digging, especially with Black American history. Um, so there's definitely some digging that has to be to be done. And so it's more of just that passion to share that experience, right? That's not often told. And, um, you know, I, I think we... I don't know if we talked about just locking arms together as a, you know, me, a white man with a, a black man and, and uh, you know, locking arms together just to, to be a unified voice, because I've, I've learned a lot from what other white people have spoken up. I've definitely learned a lot from uh, the black community too about uh, the history, but um, I think it's locking arms together so that we're this unified voice to say that this history matters. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's the bigger, that's the bigger picture for me that we're, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. Damien, what about you? And then what's next? Um, it's, it's the education. It's um, why February uh, has me doing ABCs of February. It's because there are some things I know, well, there's a lot I don't know as far as when it comes to history. And like Josh said, some of that is just how it goes and some by design. Um, so we want to unearth the highs and lows. It's not perfect. Our history, we understand that, um, especially in this country, but this is our home. We have a shared history. It's not necessarily, it's great that we have February, but our black history is American history. And we want to have folks in this project and beyond understand that this stuff is intertwined. It's all connected. And to think it's not, you're, you know, you're, you're being foolish. You know, there's a bigger story and it helps when we can all be honest and just, you know, there's no shame in it. It's not about guilt or anything else. We weren't there. It's not about us. Um, yet it is because we have to live with a lot of the systems. And so it's really about the education. Um, and because education and curiosity for me personally, that's why we do this. Um, what's next, uh, for me, 
Um, you know, I, I have plenty of other uh, design stuff I got to do some some branding and all that 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 fun stuff. But when it comes to things of this nature, Josh and I, um, we're talking and we have some ideas for uh, going into the new year. I really want to push collaboration more, not just for us, but for everybody. And we're going to encourage more folks to do stuff like this. But we we have some things in store. We are, we're not done with history, not even close. Love that. Josh, what's, what um, will you do other collaborations or does and um, what's next for you? Yeah. So Damien, actually, we were talking about what's next over the last like couple of months. And Damien's like, I think, uh, you know, he, he invited me to collaborate with his ABCs of February and we kicked around some concepts and uh, we're going to do the Roaring Twenties, which gives mm-hmm. us a lot of playground. There's a lot that we don't know you know, outside of like pro, uh, prohibition and like, uh, the stock market crash, you know, but, you know, digging deep. So we're researching that right now. Um, and, uh, that's, that's that. How often do you meet right now? It's like once a week right now. We've met the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're, we're just, I think it's going to be, we're just getting this next project i think it's more i mean we'll catch up from time to time but when it's during project time it's about every week every other week just depending that's about right where the work workload is well i can't wait to see um i can't wait to see i love the 20s i also wasn't around damien you'll have to tell (laughs) us about it um (laughs) one day one day in time (laughs) um but i am really excited uh, because just a and i'm i'm excited to see how um you take from what Damien's done in the past for the ABCs of February to what, how it morphs and how just how it becomes a collaboration. If you guys didn't know, Damien and I do some drawing stuff uh, at least once a month. We try, we try Mm -hmm. to collaborate. Damien's trying to teach me how to use procreate. And so if you're trying to learn, we, we do some things together and then we also do some, uh, just creativity challenges, but he mm-hmm. is an amazing collaborator. So I will agree with Josh. I did not go as far as to get his same haircut for our collaborations, <laughs> but uh, Josh took it a little far. I'm just kidding. I've never seen Josh with hair. So, um, but I want to make sure that you guys know how you can follow them and get in touch or uh, make sure. So all of these things will be underneath. If you are listening uh, on a podcast or you're on YouTube or you're on my website, um, I'm going to give you all these. They're all be in the chat in just a second as well. But if you want to follow Damien, the best way is to go to his website at Damien Williams, D-A-M-E-O-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S.com. And then he is giving his email, which I'm not going to say out loud. I don't know why. I'm just not. Or you could follow him on Instagram at Damien yeah. underscore Williams. And then mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I just worry about the internet with emails. So uh, anyway, I tell That's people fine. mine too. So then Josh is Josh J Lewis.com and at Josh J Lewis on Instagram and Twitter. And then, um, uh, the retro supply uh, is right down there too. And um, I'm glad that, that Dustin and 
Suzanne got to pop in and we we love Retro Supply, even though it's not sponsored by Retro Supply. We're just happy and just we had people from all, all across the pond. So um, it's good to have everybody. And thank you guys so much for just being willing to tackle something that's really big and scary and sensitive. And um, the way you did it was so beautiful and it really does tell such a great story and i think brian said it really well that he just kept coming back to hear it because he wanted to hear the rest so that's a really amazing um compliment and it doesn't happen always you know as part i don't see that all that often so it is something again that you've done that was really great so thank thank you diane thank thank you diane Thank y'all so much. And next week, it's just me. It's episode 399. Next week, this is episode 398. So I hope you guys will join next week at the last one for the year. And um, just guys, thank you so much for doing this. And I don't know if you're in the closet over there at work, Damien, or something, but you look like you're in a small space. I just want to thank all the patients and the, um, and the, the, your co-workers for giving you time to do this and josh's family is famished so they've got to get in the kitchen and get their eating or whatever so thank you to your family for being um for being the sacrifices yes the sacrifices that's for sure all right thank you guys so much i'm gonna hit stop